this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Schmoes No Network Studios in Los Angeles, California, it's time for Meet the Movie Press. And now, here's your host, the editor-in-chief of SchmoesNo.com, Mark Riley. And from the rap, Jeff Snyder. Good morning, Schmoville. <laughs> it is I, your co-host, Jeff Snyder, film reporter for The Wrap. And Mr. Riley, he's out sick this morning, unfortunately. Uh, but we've got, we, we, you know, we've got an able co-host here, uh, Umberto El Mayimbe Gonzalez from Latino Review. What's good, y'all? No applause on that, JT? Yo, what's up with that? Yeah, there should, should be a cue. There we go. Make Sorry. a clap to this. It's like, yeah. guys, I'm not used to this. You know, you know, Riley normally handles the top of the show, and uh, I'm also turning up my mic discreetly. Um, Ooh, I like the way you use the word discreetly. Yes, it's very soft. Sorry, I need to be able to hear myself so that I can talk about all the fun movie news that we're going to be discussing this week uh, with our special guest today, who's going to be Neil Turrets from SSN Insider, formerly known as Studio System, System News. News. Yeah. Um, love that site. Uh, when when I work for you know a site that can afford access to it, yeah. <laughs> you know it's not. Uh, <laughs> you got to pay for Mister Turrets. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, it was a busy week. Oh hell yeah, dude! We're gonna get into some fun stuff, oh, right? Absolutely. Well, we have to talk about our Wonder Woman thing. Yeah, bro, we killed it this week on the internet. And then uh, Justin Kroll's Suicide Squad scoop about Jai Courtney. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that shot. Um, Baz Bamming Boy broke something yesterday about the James Bond franchise. Yes, he did. Um, you know, right after last week's show, I did, uh, I dropped that Jared Leto as the Joker scoop, so we'll get into that. Yes. Um, maybe discuss Tarantino's retirement. Uh, it's gonna be a fun, a fun time. Um, I don't know, was there anything that you wanted to touch on today? You pretty much hit it all on the head. Alright, well, yeah, and I, and I spent, uh, the week at AFI. You know, almost every night this week, um, so we can discuss some of those movies as well. But uh, yeah, let's just get rolling. Let's have Mr. Turrets on, guys. Neil Turrets Neil in the studio Turrets. from the East fun. Coast, New York. How you doing, sir? You come on board. Yeah. Look at that. Welcome. A, grace, a graceful entrance, if Mar there ever was one. Mark Riley sends his regards. He's sorry he could not make it. He was running a little temperature. I say he's yellow. <laughs> He was afraid of the showdown. Um, so you're you are you've been in town for how long? This time I've been around for a week. Okay, you're in town for a week or two. I usually I'm in every month for anywhere from a week or two. That's nice that they allow you to travel back and forth between the coasts. They actually prefer I'm in New York because oh, okay. I uh, handle a lot of the the newsletter as well. The, the, tw the our two editions every day. So with the time difference, it's easier for me to because it goes out at eight thirty and two thirty local time. Whereas, you know, so I'm not, I don't have to deal with it quite as, I'm, I'm not being terribly uh, articulate about that. Well, how long, how long have you been at studio, uh, at SSN Insider, SSN, excuse me? formerly known as Studio System News, uh, about a year and a half. And you're the senior editor over there? I'm, yes. Okay, so tell us a bit about what you do. Um, primarily, I'm a feature writer. Okay. Uh, that's how you and I first kind of crossed paths, mm -hmm. because I tend to write features about the industry, about the business side of the industry. Uh, I do a lot of interviews, personal features about about the actors, writers, directors, below-the-line people in the industry. Uh, okay, so you're, you're, you're talking to the movers and shakers around town and seeing all the movies and all that stuff. All of those things. Okay. And, um, yeah. 
good that you, so you get in on you get in early on the news cycle because we're New York based and by coastal also. But yeah, usually you start the news starts around five thirty six. You see what's popping in London. You know, like the bond thing, right? So right, right. Yeah. Before you, before we wake up, even. Right. Sometimes I'll wake up, but by by seven, Kelvin's got all the stories up because by ten. So it's it's good to be on the East Coast news feed because you get in before the rest of. And the thing is, when I'm actually here, I keep myself on New York Times. So I tend to me be too. I tend to be up at five o'clock. Yes, the, the same out. thing's oh, happening to me out here. <laughs> get up five, go run. You guys five five thirty go to the gym. Yeah, you know, absolutely. by the time I'm done, it's eight eight thirty, and I'm ready for the day. And everybody's just getting up. It's great. I absolutely. could talk about you working out all day, but we're gonna get right into the movie talk. <laughs> all right. um, and now that you know, it, we're a week after uh, Interstellar is opened. I feel like if you haven't seen it by now, that's your fault. Yes. We're gonna get into some Interstellar stuff. Neil, what'd you think of the movie? That's an interesting question. Uh, I th- can understand how people would both love it and hate it. I was very much in, in between. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I mean, I think it's entertaining. It is an enormous mess with... And I've been greatly entertained this week reading the stories about all, poking all the plot holes uh-huh. in, the, in the movie. You know, I mean, you gotta give Nolan credit. He swings for the fences. Yeah, exactly. I, I really admired and respected the ambition. Yeah, I mean, he is an incredibly ambitious guy, and I felt that way with Dark Knight Rises, which is a movie I hated, but I respected the fact that he was trying to do big things. Okay. You know? Where'd you fall on it? I'm, I agree with him. I was in between. I liked it, didn't love it. It had moments of sheer brilliance, but it was a little too ambitious. You know? I agree. That's I, I, 100%. I'm in the same way. Okay. Um, I I liked it more than I thought that I would. I and it was the first Nolan movie that made me tear up and cry. Well, Aww. that's probably because I'm a baby. it's the first one he's done with even the shred of emotion in, in it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know he's been accused of being a cold filmmaker. Um, Ironically, yeah, the the theme and the the character is more, was more interesting than the science and, and the space travel. That, uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, I just I really thought he did a good job with the the father daughter relationship there. Except uh, for the end when he shows up after he's been dead, presumed dead for a hundred years, and she hasn't seen him and she's waited her whole life for him, and then she says, "Okay, time to go now." She shoes him out after two minutes, and nobody else in the family they know they don't want to meet their great great grandfather. Um, that's, yeah, no, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, Where's the brother too? I guess he died. He's yeah. dead. Oh yeah, yeah. he's dead. Casey I mean, Affleck died in the in the field. Fair okay. point, but I also feel like. You know, after decades away, she had probably moved on a little bit. That's true. But at the same time, she's, so, you know, she comes in, she's like, I knew you were alive. It was me. It was you. I knew it was you. I told everybody it was you. Oh, my God, you're alive. Tell me about everything. Tell me about your journeys. Tell me about everything. No, it's go find dead Anne Hathaway. <laughs> no, but the interesting thing is this is the weekend that's going to count. This is the weekend to see if it has legs or not. That's true. And I, I think that it will. Uh, from what I've heard. From our uh, box office guru, Todd Cunningham, it looks like this movie is going to have some legs. It's going to stick around uh, at least until Hunger Games arrives. So what do you think the drop's going to be this week? I don't know that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, you know. um, Take a guess. 48. 48? Yeah. I would have said right around 50. I'm going to be, I'm going to gamble, say 60, 70. No. Well, I mean, I I don't think, I I think you're wrong. And here's why. Because um, I think that. Dumb and Dumber 2 mm-hmm. is the only big release coming out this right. weekend, and I don't think that that is going to take away all that much of the audience. And I think that everybody who wanted to see Big Hero 6 has seen Big Hero 6. Right. I, I think that um, people were have been waiting to see it in these optimal conditions. Yes. Like, a lot of people wanted to see it in IMAX, and IMAX was sold out all last week, yeah. and yeah. so maybe they've waited. I also think, you know, word of mouth, it, it, it's at least the movie that everybody's talking about right now, for better or worse. But it's IMAX like Gone Girl. Girl. I'm sorry. IMAX counts for how much of the box office? That's true. I mean, it's only... I don't know how many theaters they have in the U.S. You're right. Um, That's true, but it is more money coming in for each ticket. And I also think that... 50% of... 50%... More tickets. Okay. I also think as because almost because it was so confusing, uh-huh. there will be people seeing it again. There will be a lot of second. Also, by the way, can we talk a bit just for a second about the sound issues in that yes. movie? Yes, the KCL Chinese theater. Yes. yes, I was at the Chinese theater too. Yeah, couldn't, me too. I couldn't understand half of what was going on. I mean, there's this big speech at the end that Old Murph gives. 
over the over this last montage. I'm not going to give away what it is. Mm-hmm. I couldn't give it away if, give away what it was even if I wanted to because I didn't understand what the hell she was talking about because the music was over. I'm literally listening to this final speech and saying, I don't know what she's saying. What is she saying? Yeah, I'm not someone who typically keys in on those sorts of things and, and zeroes in on those kinds of issues, but it was noticeable uh, in the Chinese, and I noticeable. definitely miss some dialogue. I mean, I'm sh- I don't think it was particularly important dialogue. Um, I think the last couple lines of the movie are important dialogue. Especially when they're featured in a voiceover as we're seeing this whole montage of what's happening. I think Chris Nolan needs a new sound editor. This is happening quite (laughs) too much. This, the Dark Knight Riders. Well, that's the funny thing is that people have said, like, does Christopher Nolan have a hearing problem? Like, either he can't hear something well, or maybe it's like superhuman hearing, and he's hearing things that even the sound people don't hear. He's hearing this podcast, bro. You need a new sound editor. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> For real, um, but uh, I don't know. I I liked it more than Inception, um, which I thought was cold, and I could not get into it. I have to be honest. I have Memento is the only I've seen every one of his movies. I haven't seen the following. Awesome, that's yeah, good. Oh, I haven't that's seen good. the following, but other than that, I've seen all of his movies, and I have been disappointed in every one since Memento. And I think that Memento. Not even the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. I have big brilliant. problems. I have big problems with the Dark Knight. Interesting. Oh, I have big problems with the Dark Knight, okay. um, which we can talk about or we can discuss another time. Yeah, no. I, 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 as much time as I would like to spend <laughs> talking about Christopher Nolan and, and and Memento and breaking that movie down, uh, I think we should probably move on. But in, so, Interstellar, recommend or not? Um, recommend specifically to certain people and not to others. Do you recommend seeing it in IMAX? Yes, absolutely in IMAX. You. Soft consider. Soft consider. <laughs> Soft consider. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, that, that is script coverage speak, guys, yes. in the development Soft world. Consider. Um, alright, well, let's, let's talk about this week's news breaks. Okay. Let's, uh, and forgive me, uh, I don't have access to the, uh, to the stuff that Riley does, so we don't have a hopeful news break this week. I know we typically do one. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, Schmoville. If you could still like this podcast and rate it and comment it highly and, and give me high marks so that Riley doesn't chew me out when he gets back, I'd appreciate it. Um, but yeah, we're going to move on to the news stuff right now. Let's kick it off with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, a couple days ago, two reporters <laughs> who may or may not be on this podcast right now <laughs> um, uh, unleashed a story about uh, Michelle McLaren being the uh, WB's choice to direct Wonder Woman. Correct. Front runner. How? Uh, t- tell me about about that. You go. You, you know, you're, you're the scoop master, dude. Basically, uh, there was what a story that came out that uh, they were looking at. They wanted. They wanted female. Right. Then Lexi, which I don't think is true. I, from what I heard, they, they wanted the best person for the job. That's every student. They were always going to want best person for the job. Right. I, I just think I don't. I do not believe that they were dead set on hiring a female filmmaker. I. I don't. I agree. Okay, I think it's just something that came but, up. But regardless, it it, it uh, yes, it, it made us sniff around, you know, some of the top female filmmakers. And then, what did you sort of find over the course of your reporting? No, the thing is, uh, I was on Suicide Squad. That's when uh, I forgot her name, Cara or Sarah. Cara Delvine. There you go, yes. Cara Delvine, the, the Harley Quinn. So then, Lexi Alexander was making news per se, right? For passing, or if she get, they offered, they would pass. So I was like, all right, she was preemptively passing, and and yeah, she made some good points I actually thought about mm-hmm. the responsibility that a female filmmaker is going to have all this pressure and it's like it's almost like a no win because you're yeah. you are dealing with a script that is probably already in place right. you don't even get to cast your leading lady mm-hmm. she's already there for she's you like there, yeah. you are there to fulfill a studio's vision mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like how do you walk away from that just because those elements are in place you still have room to be creative and bring your own thing to it no right Absolutely. So when that when when I read her story and, and I think it was in Hollywood Reporter, it's like yeah, it'd be interesting. I wasn't on it for like months or it's just something I read into. Let me make some calls, find out. So I put I do my usual due diligence and stuff, and then uh, I got a call from a source. I'm pretty sure you got you, you have a source that only comes through maybe two to four times a year, but every time they do, it's huge home runs. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I, I, this is one of those guys. So it's like, ooh, you got something for me. Uh, so I asked him, you know, what's going, who's, who's up for uh, Wonder Woman? And then he, or she, pretty much, or <laughs> it, they, <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> it's like, uh, they, 
they've been doing the Gagodo's team was doing due diligence. Okay. Okay, basically. So when they got back to me, I was like, okay. That's you know, usually when it's to that stage because it means something's bound to happen and they're gonna end up working together. So it's like you what Slick trade reporter, could I call? Help me wingman this thing. We'll do a. a it was, it was a bit team. of it was a bit of a tag team. Um, tag, so I call you. But but you know t- to be fair, um, you know while I had certainly heard the name floated, I did not have it with the sort of certainty right. that I think that you had it. But uh, that prompted me to make some calls, yes. and then and then you know uh, we we compared notes and we felt like it was the right time Absolutely. to move a story. And, Sharing is and, caring. Right, and, and several <laughs> minutes later, you know, Variety and Hollywood Reporter uh, chimed that was in. Hot. So I, that's I get a kick out of that. Like yeah. when you or I, or we drop a story or something, and then the other trades follow. Right, someone the, uh, in some other office somewhere is getting yelled at or you know hustling. Oh, it's, absolutely! But and then when it starts trending, like on Facebook and social media, right. like you did last Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's well, kind of we'll get on. into that. But what do you think of Michelle McLaren? I believe you know? I had that. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's the first thing is you and I when we sat down over drinks yes. last month, mm-hmm. we had a conversation about this very thing. That's and, right. And I said it's going to be Michelle McLaren. You were right. Yes. I uh, totally remember that. He is correct. And great choice by the way. Game the episodes of Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. Yeah. And one and, and a couple Breaking of the, 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 some of the best episodes of Breaking Bad. Come on. Th- uh, this is one of the I would I don't want to say rare but it is. It's one of the rare times where a studio has gotten it right. Uh, this decision makes sense for Warner Brothers in DC, and frankly, the job makes sense for Michelle McLaren. I love I everything think. about this for everybody involved. And yeah. I mean, she hasn't directed any features. Uh, she has, but like like not very long, small direct to video kind yeah, of stuff. Long, long, a little, I mean, little nothing, bit schlocky. Nothing, nothing major. No, but you know, WB she, though. I'm sorry, WB though. You know, they're kind of biting what Marvel does. Let's look for some hot TV directors and sure. put them on and stuff. You know, they did yeah, the kind not, of same but thing. That's, but that's not. They're, but they're that's not, not and they're not the right. They're not the first. You know, it's not I like mean, Marvel me, was me, the first. You know, Mimi later was a terrific was a terrific TV director for years and then got a chance to do a couple of big budget. And before that, the Peacemaker, which is not a bad oh, movie. The George, I still love it. The George Clooney and Nicole Kidman <laughs> movie is not a bad movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, with some great action scenes. The first DreamWorks movie. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, but with, look, WB, Warner Brothers gets a director that they can manage. They get, you know, they, they get the, the appropriate press that they want, that they get a woman director to do it. Michelle McLaren gets a spectacular opportunity. And it's not like she hasn't cut her teeth with this, you know, f- feature size. Film, uh, TV shows that she's doing. I think I mean, she would know, deliver. Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad is just, those look as Walking good Dead as too. Else. I mean, yeah. I, I think she's going to deliver a badass Wonder Woman if it sticks. Uh, and you know, we all saw what happened with Patty Jenkins. Um, but yeah, Patty I, I, Jenkins. Here's my the difference. I think is Patty Jenkins had made Monster and is, was very very much came from the indie world uh-huh. and kind of brought this whole thing to Thor, which was and also Natalie Portman had been. Had been uh, lobbying for Patty Jenkins. To do. Mm-hmm. She came in and walked into a buzzsaw. I think that she had no idea what what she was dealing with with Kevin Feige and Marvel, and realizing that no, no, you're part of a team here, and this is how we do things at Marvel. I see. And with Michelle McLaren, I think it's a totally different. I think yeah, you're right. They, I still think they don't quite know what they're doing. Over it's it's not fair to compare the two just because they they are women. You're you're completely yeah. uh, right about that. Um, so yeah, I, guys, I think I think that's a unanimous call. We are all very excited about uh, Michelle McLaren and what she could bring to a Absolutely. Wonder Woman movie. It's always good to see a, a, a fresh new voice and face yep. directing a movie and see what they bring Look, to the and table. it worked with Alan uh, Taylor with Thor The Dark World. Right. That's a good movie. Um, so, the yeah, DC now guy. let's move to another movie in the DC universe, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, which is shaping up to be a doozy right now. Absolutely. Uh, so, so last Friday I reported um, that Jared Leto, Oscar-winning star of Dallas Buyers Club mm-hmm. uh, and several David Fincher movies mm-hmm. and frontman for 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> and Jordan Catalan. Is in talks, basically, to play the Joker in Suicide Squad. Um, I think it makes sense. I think he could pull it off. It's, it's, it is a lot to ask of an actor to step into those shoes, you know, uh, that were filled by Nicholson and, and Heath Ledger, who won an Oscar, and a posthumous Oscar. Yes, of course. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how, uh, how much the audience for Batman v Superman is going to be that familiar with Cesar Romero, but, uh, there'll be big a few news. Of us. There'll be a few of us. There will be a few. <laughs> yes. What do you guys think of it? Jared Leto. 
No, very hot, very hot choice. I think originally though, I thought him and Gosling were up for Deadshot. You know, Interesting. I, I didn't, I didn't like peruse and stuff. Oh, is it Joker or Harley? Who Bart? is what? Will Smith up for? That's what I can't figure out. Captain uh, Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. Yes. Isn't he? But is he going to make him Australian? Are they going to make him Australian? Like in the book? Mm, no, he's not Australian. In the I don't think Will Smith is doing. Well, that's Australian. what I'm curious about because, like Captain Boomerang, the whole point is he's this Aussie guy, Boomerang digger, boomerang. something, <laughs> and he's a he's a yeah, it's he's a he's master with a boomerang because he's Aussie. I don't think personally he's going to, he he's as attached to this as he was to brilliance. Right, exactly, right. and that's always the case with Will Smith. Yeah. He, he's in until he's out, guys. Right. Yeah. Um, by the way, real quickly, uh, to interact, interject, I did hear, I've been hearing really good things about his football concussion movie. Okay. I, I heard it's like, you don't, you don't even necessarily recognize him. It's kind of transformative mm-hmm. and could be like, uh, Aaron Brockovich for men. No, I mean, I read the Suicide Script screenplay and stuff, and I'm, so I'm seeing it like, Will Smith's not gonna do this. You know? Well, we'll like, see. We'll play see. Play a second banana to like, Jay Courtney, come on. Yeah, I like the Jay Courtney uh, casting as Deadshot. I think that's good. But I also like the Jared Leto thing as Joker. And we were talking about this a little bit before we started. I always thought after Heath Ledger died that if Chris Nolan had decided to put the Joker in as a cameo or something in the third Rises, Rises, which would have been a great story beat, I thought. Uh, He didn't go that way. But I thought that any young actor who who really wanted to prove himself would have stepped into that, would have been eager to step into those shoes and say – you know, as a, and partly as a tribute to Heath, I don't thought Jake Gyllenhaal should have done it. Mm-hmm. You know, interesting. With you know, because they were so tight. But I think that the whole idea of walking, stepping into these giant shoes, is an attraction to these. Is, an, is something that, that attracts these guys rather than puts them off. Like if you really got your stones and you really, you know, you've made your bones, and, and, and Leto has, mm-hmm. why not do it? I mean, listen, what happened to, to Heath Ledger was, was terrible and tragic mm, and sad, course. but you can't sideline the Joker, Batman's, you know, arch rival and nemesis just because of that. You know, you, mm. this character, I, I get sitting, you know, keeping him on the bench for rises sort of out of respect uh, mm-hmm. for Ledger's memory, but it is time, I think, if you're making, it, it, you know, superhero movies are now, and who knows if they're going to be this way in 10 years. Um, you know, everything is cyclical. Marvel so seems to you, think so. You have to strike now, um, and it's like, you, you need to put Joker, the Joker in one of these movies. That being said, they could have waited a tad longer. Like, originally what they wrote is fine as is, it's great, you know what I'm saying? Basically, Deadshot, Vixen, uh, and Captain Boomerang, Flag, Amanda Waller, something mm-hmm. I'm tracking right now. Right. Probably give my competition a leg up, but, uh, <laughs> it, it's fine. I think it's a little too soon. Start small, like they did originally. I don't know what they, I mean, Ayer's doing his polish right now and stuff, so it's gonna be interesting. But to go for the juggle and put in your, your heaviest of hitters, like, when Marvel started, they didn't have Spider-Man. They put Iron Man, which was considered, what, a second, third tier well, character? Well, yeah, they didn't have Spider-Man. Right. So, the same thing here. Don't 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 go for the jugular on your first shot out, unless they're st- establishing their universe that quickly. I think it's yeah. establishing the universe. Because yeah. I think that the Joker, if any, there's, you don't make the Joker, look, and we're getting into comic book geeks, like heavy-duty comic book geekery here. <laughs> That's but, okay. I think our audience is used to it, right? No, like, don't, but, but the Joker was never a member of the Suicide Squad. No, he was comic book, and he's not a dependent. He's so psychopathic that right. you don't make him a part of the team. So, if anything, you establish him in the world. Yes. So he eventually appears in the Ben Affleck standalone Batman movie in Justice League or something like that as one of the villains. But you give him a strong cameo here, and that's how you introduce him you introduce right. Harley Quinn that way because mm-hmm. you can't have Harley Quinn without the Joker exactly. like, we're, we're not sure how big the, these roles are for the I, suspected, I suspect that the Suicide Squad part for the Joker would be relatively small I think it would be a glorified cameo here's the thing though it's like I don't think that and I know I don't I don't think anybody knows who is on the Suicide Squad and who isn't what we know it as is just villains a, a bunch of villains and and in that sense I think the Joker could be a full you know just a full-fledged character within mm-hmm. that squad um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it's used, and, and uh, I'm sure you know you'll be trying to get your hands on Ayer's rewrite. Everybody will, but no, that by that time will be under lock and key. I'm very know? intrigued by it. I mean, certainly much more than you know, and, and the fact that I thought that it was I'm hit or miss with Ayer. Like I happen to like um, End of Watch. Mm-hmm. I was not a yeah. huge fan of Fury. Yeah, no, I mean um, same, same. Mm-hmm. And, and Sabotage was. Oh my god! Best left unsaid. <laughs> it was a hot mess. In the I house. was I I I left it unsaid. In fact, wow. <laughs> um, but uh, so I actually thought it was great. It was a great marriage of material to director. So I'm very interested to see what he does because I'm not a Zack Snyder fan. I mean, no mm-hmm. offense. I know that he has he has his supporters. I don't happen to like Man of Steel. I don't happen to like 
well, really, any of his movies. Concept-wise, I, I think Suicide Squad really excites me. I like yeah, it. Yeah, that's the one of the, DC, of the DC movies that's the one that that, that excites me the most yeah. currently. So, yeah. Although uh, now that Michelle McLaren does Wonder Woman, that, that excites me too. Yes, exactly. And we'll, we will uh, use that cue to move on to, a, to more villain talk in another big franchise. Uh, reports coming out of the UK yesterday. We uh, No one has been able to confirm them yet. But Christoph Waltz, it seems, so the two-time Oscar winner, uh, appears set to be the Bond villain or something to that effect. It's so exciting. What do you guys think? Could he be playing Blofeld? That's the question. That is the question. And, and that, and, and that awesome. was oh the rumor. God, yes. That was the rumor when uh, we had heard that Chiwetel Ejiofor was in talks, which he mm-hmm. was, but uh, several weeks ago he fell out. Uh, we almost did a story about that, mm-hmm. say, you know, to let everyone know he's not going to be in the Bond movie. But we decided against it because we didn't want to tip our hand to the competition. Uh, but it's it, it's it seems it didn't matter. Um, Baz <laughs> yeah. Manning Boy really plugged in over at the Daily Mail. Uh, he's a a UK journalist, and this right. is a UK franchise run mm-hmm. by run uh, you know by Eon Productions. I mean Sony. And MGM do not comment on casting stuff. It all comes That's out of Eon. It's all Eon. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Stands uh, for? Eon stands for? I'm sorry? Eon stands for? Um, I'm, <laughs> everything or nothing. Uh, oh. That's badass. It's true. That's a that's a well, really they're, cool. They're, they're, they're for sure nothing with the press. You know, that's for, <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't. But get that's that. the, the whole deal with you know with uh, the is Bar- Barbara Broccoli and uh, her brother Michael G. Wilson. Wilson? Yes, thank yes. you. Uh, control those that stuff with an iron hand. Like that's part of the deal. The, yeah. Nothing gets out without their without their say. So, so yes. Yeah, so, so we had these reports about Christoph Waltz. Now, obviously, he's played a bunch of villains, and it is getting a little tiresome. You know him, him playing all these villains, but at the same time, he's just so good. Who cares? He's not a villain in Django, though. Well, no, he no, he, he was an awesome hero. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's he's just a villain he, in in uh, Big Eyes coming up, which is a movie I did not like. Oh, did you see it last night? No, I. You'd seen it before. Seen it before. Look at this guy. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm not supposed to say that, but I'm it <laughs> it's too late. Yeah, oh, he was uh, calling the green. I was say, he's, but... he's not. He's not. He, and the thing is, is he, he, Bert, I felt it seemed like Burton didn't direct him at all. He just said, "You know what, Christoph? Just I'm going to pay Be attention Christoph. to this fabulous production design over here, and I'm just going to let you do whatever yeah. you want." She said, "Yeah, corny and green hornet, corny and green hornet." He was Which helping Django. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. But, I mean, water for elephants. He's just always. Not always, but he's he's the bad guy a lot. Well, what, Christoph Waltz is a when you have a str- when he has a strong director and Sam Mendes is a strong director. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I think that that if you rein him in, he is incredibly talented and would be a great villain. He's and, wonderful. The guy's got two Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> both for Tarantino movies. Right. Um, but the thing is, it's not just about scenery chewing. Like this kind of thing. Like I loved Skyfall. Well, I really. Too. I thought Absolutely. Skyfall was genius. Yeah. I'm a fig- I, I even like. Um, Quantum of Solace. Like, I, I've too. enjoyed all three mm-hmm. Craig movies. And the fact that Mendes is back and the same writing team is back and all the big players, they've now rebooted the franchise. Right. I'm very excited for it. I think Absolutely. if you give him, if you give Waltz a strong character and something where he can put his own twist on it yeah. that's different from the characters he's played before, uh, yeah, it, it could be awesome. And that's how we tweeted out yesterday. Awesome report out of the UK. Absolutely. Um, you other- seem to be agreeing a lot. I'm gonna have to shake. Whatever you say next, yeah, I'm we gotta get, con- we gotta get contrarian, guys. Whatever the, whatever the next thing you say is, I'm gonna call uh, you a shithead. There, there, there's <laughs> a few things here that that could spur that kind of uh, debate. Um, it seems the next movie that Universal's gonna do in its monster movie franchise is The Wolfman. You're a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> Explicit. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, so you know, Universal is working on the Mummy now with like Alex Kurtzman, right? Is I that think it? So, yeah. Alex Kurtzman is, and he's kind of the showrunner. He's yeah, he's shepherding this this universe. universe, the the UMMU as I've christened it. The what? The UMMU? Yeah, Universal Monster Movie. So universe. can we just call it Umu? Umu. Umu. I call it That's Umu. hilarious. Oh, I'm yeah. start using I that. <laughs> Even though nobody will really care, you know, about right. the Umu. So yeah. so they're doing the Mummy, then they're doing Wolfman, and it's like. You already made these movies a few years ago. Why don't you start anywhere else? Exactly. Anywhere. 
Well, I mean, there have been more Dracula movies than we care to count. The last one was awful. The oh, last God. one, there was the, the one Luke last Evans month. one's awful. Yeah, I didn't even bother. Um, Neither did I. We, we've gone through several mummies within the last 10, 12 years. Yeah, uh, which weren't good either. Which also weren't good. They made money, though. They, Rachel Weisz did look awfully good in the first She sure did. Um, and then The Wolfman with the Benicio, Wolfman, which, which I actually kind of like. Which has some great stuff in it. Yeah. It has some great stuff in it. But I mean, where else <laughs> You're looking start? at me like you're crazy, because have, bro. No, because I have a memory. I almost got into a fight. Like a physical fight uh-huh. inside the media screen for Wolfman a few years ago. What? First of all, who is picking a fight with you? No, and then was, what and media why? member? Like, what pick, other media members was, are your side? David Ferrazzi <laughs> was sitting with Jeremy Smith, so the guy was, you know, in Jeremy's chair or something, and they, they were getting, they were having words, and the guy started puffing up, like, and Jeremy, you know, he's a small guy yeah. and stuff, so I stood up from, you know, like, my bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, what's you know? <laughs> so sit down. And, you know, I I pretty much avoided the catastrophe. Yeah, I don't so think far. anyone's. So you were the hero. To you, I was. The you hero, were the anti Christoph Waltz. I was the anti anti Christoph Waltz. Um, where else would you start? I mean, Frankenstein. There's a new Frankenstein movie out every six months. Well, Frankenstein. You know, that, that's the thing. They already have the Daniel Radcliffe one of Fox. That's going right. To be and they just out. had that horrible Aaron Eckhart movie that came oh, out. Oh yeah, I Frankenstein. I, I avoided that one, like the plague. Uh-huh. I didn't have to say it, see it to know that it's horrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> if it doesn't screen for for critics before it comes out, it's an awful movie. If there's no wow. even though there's not even an all media screening, oh my god, yes. then it's an awful movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and well, they try to say like, well, we want to preserve all the. Well, movies. let me ask you this: what do, what do you guys want from a new Wolfman movie? What are you hoping for? I will say first and foremost that Aaron Guzikowski is a terrific writer, very yeah. talented guy who did Prisoners, who did The Red Road, which I love on Sundance TV, and is a lovely guy on top of it. So I think that I thought that was a great hire. And Aaron, if you're watching or listening, kudos. Um, but I, what I want to see is I want to see a good old fashioned horror movie, like the you know the the, the 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 genius of these movies and what made them so big 70, 80 years ago mm-hmm. is that they were just good old fashioned scare fests. Right. Yeah, I don't need a four quadrant family friendly no monster. Way. I do, and I don't need. Yeah. And I don't need a tent pole. I mean, I just give us something. You know, I don't need to have crazy special effects or anything like that. Just give us a good old fashioned. I mean, that's why horror. The the best horror is the stuff that you know. It just all we, they're trying to do is scare us. Well, here's what I'm thinking. I just thought of this, and it's probably silly. I'm not one of these people who's like, uh, let's try and make gender swap every big role and and that kind of thing. But what if there was the wolf woman? Wolf woman, that'd be hot. That would be interesting. Yeah. This ha- just a hairy chick. <laughs> With- <laughs> now, but when she's in, when she wolfs out, will, will she be topless or? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I have a little tad to this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. I think that's uh, that's the right time. Uh, real quickly, I mean, um, I did want to ask about the Ben Hur remake because uh, you know Why? It, when I tell people exactly. that they're remaking Ben Hur, there are some strong feelings, at least from like my parents, those types of you know older folks. Is this I a bad th- idea? Is this a horrible idea? Bad, horrible, and terrible. Uh, it's not a good idea. With te- I don't with understand te- it. From don't- visionary filmmaker Timur Beckmanvitov. I don't understand. <laughs> Look, I don't understand why they remake oh, Exodus. No. I mean, what's the point? You know, I mean, next they're going to be re- remaking Omega Man. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> um, just. Timor, Jesus Christ. See where I went. Exodus, yes, that's the the white Egyptian movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we're getting a white Egyptian movie again with Christian Bale and Joel Edgerton. I I don't I I don't get it. I feel like, you know, it's it's I mean people complain about the length of movies already, and now you're gonna remake a three and a half hour epic that's sixty five years old. Well, I definitely don't think it's gonna be three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Um the cat Jack Houston, but I mean I don't see him as yeah, the ben casting Hur. has perplexed me a little bit. Um, but I understand why they're doing it. I mean, with the faith-based crowds. Look at how much oh. Noah made this year. Noah was Noah was a hit. Was it? Overseas? I think so. I, Didn't would, Noah make close to $400 million? I don't know about Nothing. worldwide. I know that domestically, it did, if it cracked 100 it barely cracked 100 And it was a $150 million movie. $140 million movie. Yeah, no, it, no, no doubt it was expensive, but it, I'm, I don't know what the, I don't know what the what the um It made just over 300 million worldwide. It did. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you for for fact checking. All right, that. so then Thank basically you. broke even, maybe. Yeah. 362. Uh, yeah. Um but it, I don't know, 362 million for for freaking Noah with Russell Crowe. Like that's that's not too shabby. Not too it, shabby. It, it it did cost a lot, but at the same time, that's a and pretty sizable 140 is gross. what they're reporting is what it costs. I think it probably costs a lot more than that. Absolutely. Fair enough. Yeah, uh I don't know, Ben Hur, we'll see. Jack Houston, that's a big role for him. It's a big test. Look, I I my general rule of thumb is 
judge when you've seen it. Yeah. Um, and I'm a glutton for punishment. I'll see them. I'll probably see the movie. You okay. know, like I say, I don't. I, I I have no expectations for Batman, Superman, for instance. But I'm still going to go see the movie. <laughs> I mean, I can't help myself. You don't have no, no. expectations for BVS. It, I okay. expect it to be awful. Oh come on! I really? do not expect it to be very good. Man oh. of Steel was awful. Man of no, Steel was so well, terrible. I can't, I can't wait for Affleck as Batman. Oh, Affleck's Batman's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be awesome. I have no problem with Affleck as Batman. Um, I just don't think the. I don't have any faith in Zack Snyder. Although I do like the fact that Chris Terrio came in and rewrote the script from David Goyer, who was another writer. I'm yeah, not. Chris Terrio is uh, definitely a good writer. Yeah. We've got about fifteen minutes left. Uh, a few I more things track, to talk sorry. about. Okay. Um, I really like The Rock and Kevin Hart teaming up for this movie, Central Intelligence. Did you In see twin, that announcement? Twins 2. What are you, you're rolling your <laughs> eyes. Why are you rolling your eyes? I don't like when The Rock does comedy. He comes up like a cornball, man. You know, you should just stick to... You should just stick to... <laughs> you like, didn't like the Tooth Fairy? I didn't bother. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I have a Tooth Fairy poster above my bed, actually. Uh, uh, I believe that. The, the ladies to, to impress the ladies. It. I was yeah. just going to say. Tooth to impress fairy. the ladies. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, I have a Sounds of the Lambs poster above my bed, and it creeps women out. Oh, that actually uh, sounds more likely. Not that women are ever in my bedroom. Anyways, Rock and Kevin Hart, Central Intelligence. I love these two performers. Mm-hmm. They're both super charming guys. Um, I do like when The Rock does comedy. Uh, and I am uh, really looking forward to the Baywatch movie, believe it or not. Oh, my God. I think that is, like, <laughs> genius casting. I'll be there. <laughs> what was that? I don't even remember. <laughs> Wait, that's the theme song, right? I'll I, I, I guess, be you're there. Right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I just remember the drums where it's like... I'm lost here. I never watched Baywatch. You never watched Baywatch? No. I used to watch with I was the right man. age, too, and I never watched Oh, it. yeah. Old, my dad loved uh, you know, all those girls running around. Yeah. They're but, running. Uh, They're always running. But I like, you know, The Rock and Be Cool, I think it's really funny. Yes. In a terrible, um, not a good movie. No, not a good he's movie. The one, but he's, he's the one. He's the one. Because I love Get Shorty. Like, almost, my, my love of Get Shorty is fairly irrational. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, and I was so I was so excited for Be Cool, and it is just so yeah. awful. But he's very good in it as the gay bodyguard. Well, that, that's one of those movies like Dumb and Dumber this weekend. That it's just like it, they took way too long to make a sequel to Get Shorty. Mm. There was a while, it was like a decade in between, right? Yeah, and they didn't have Scott Frank writing it and, and Barry Sonnenfeld directing it. Right. Um, that but didn't help. I don't know. I like the potential, uh, and I liked how they sort of coordinated the social media thing. I, I just think these guys, they play to the base, they know mm-hmm. their audience, mm-hmm. and, and they serve it well. Like I think it's gonna be, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I like it. I'm with you on this. They've been trying to do that for a while, and, and, and Ed Helms was attached, and... Meh. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Edward Snowden. Have you seen Citizen Four yet? Yes. And I... Have Definitely, you seen Citizen for you? Seen it, it was. It was really. It was really. It was. It's a very really good movie. Good. It's very a little overrated. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that it's not a best picture. Comp- to, it should not be best, the best picture. They're, they're, they're best documentary. About, or best no, picture. No, there's discussion of it in being in the best picture race, no, which is ridiculous. Way. And I don't think no. it's not even the best documentary I've seen this year. They talk about that all the time. They're like a documentary is going to. I'm just telling you. Field. I'm no. just telling you because I deal with the Oscar race a lot. Don't look at that. But. Um, this is what it, this is why He's you brought hearing me here. things. You're right. Oh. Um, talking to those academy members, but uh, I think that Citizen Four is a, you know, like I I'm of the opinion if we're going to get political just for a moment because of the subject matter I'm of the opinion that Snowden is a traitor. I have friends who think he's a who who think he's, he's a hero. Mm-hmm. And, you know that it's okay to have that. You know those two. That's opinions. the fascinating right? dichotomy. That's the dichotomy. Having seen the movie, I felt like okay, I have a different perspective on why he did what he did. I don't, and it, it lessens my it lessens my edge against him. But I think that there's nothing dynamic about the filmmaking. It's just basically she got a scoop, she put it on film for two hours, and it's an interesting, engaging film. Right. But it's, if it's, you look at a movie like Red Army or the Glenn Campbell movie uh, I'll Be Me, mm-hmm. those are much more cinematic. Those are those are better films. And okay. I think better documentaries. But in terms of this, the the feature, like, don't you think that Oliver Stone is kind of the right guy? For this, do you yeah, like his but I mean, I don't know what what more you bring to it. It's like we were talking beforehand about movies that that we have seen that nothing new was brought to the table. Oh, okay, uh, like you said, American Sniper was mm-hmm. like you didn't think there was anything new. I felt the same thing away about Ro- Rosewater. It's mm-hmm. a pro- properly well put together movie, but it brings nothing. new So to you the don't equation. see how a feature sort and of. And I don't know what Oliver Stone does that Citizen Four doesn't already do, except for give it to a wider audience. But even then, it's like he's going to give his own ultra lefty, you know, anti America spin it's to like, it. Probably gonna be like the Julian Assange movie, right? I was, gonna, I was yeah. just gonna bring that up with well, the Fifth Estate and yeah. and the We Steal Secrets. Yeah, um, interesting. 
Okay. I want to back that. I want to walk that back a little bit. I didn't mean to call Oliver Stone anti-American. I know that he <laughs> has a perspective that's certainly it can be construed that way, but I don't mean to call him less than a patriot. Of course not, no. So, he's um, a veteran of the Vietnam War, and we should respect Yeah. I just like the chance that we're getting to talk about movies that aren't uh, necessarily comic book movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a few other, but there were, uh, there were a few other things this week. I try to raise the IQ a little bit when I walk into the room. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Elevating the discussion here. Elevated. Elevated on the Popcorn discussion. Talk Network. The favorite one um, in Hollywood. Elevated. Right. Uh, speaking of elevated, <laughs> we're getting up there in the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> yes. We're talking talking about eight and nine already and oh, uh, and mike fleming over at deadline dropped a a rumor this week that uh, that justin lynn may be returning to Your direct boy, yeah, was it that. was it eight and nine or just eight i forget the finale i just, I just read the said the finale but it'll probably read, be like one of those two-part finales i, read I think both. that's probably what yeah, it is that's that like was, the new thing yeah yeah like I, avengers infinity war two movies right? uh, hobbit two movies now i guess they're gonna end fast and furious the same way? justin lynn coming coming back good uh good call you like that for the franchise and for him, or should he have moved on by now? Is he still doing the Aaron Cross film? I've been out of the loop on the Bourne He's, thing. Um, or is that like dead? Oh, you, you're right. I think, yeah, I don't know. I We'll see about so that. So if the Aaron Cross movie's dead and Renner's been kicked to the curb, I It's think, not. It's not. No, 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 it's not. The, the whole, the, they've been saying, Universal has been saying, just because uh, Damon and Greengrass are back, we're still going to move but forward. But that one will okay. be after this, that movie, right? I don't like, think... It's probably two years after the new Bourne movie, which is two years away. So now we're talking four years. So he's right. got time to direct I don't know. They've, 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 they've not been specific about that. But okay. I know that, that they have not actually shot the new Aaron Cross movie. Yet. That's just roughly been the time frame, though. Like every other story. story. And according to my sources, Universal wasn't too keen on the Aaron Cross. And that's why they, they when they... Approached uh, when they approached Damon again right. in the spring was when I broke it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they were like, "We we want you back. We'll do anything, you know." So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But if if it, let's say for sake of conversation, uh, they did can the Aaron Cross movie. I guess it'd be good severance for him to finish what he started on Fast and Furious. You know? mm-hmm. Justin, has Justin Lin done anything since Fast and Furious Six? Did he go off and direct another movie, or he was going to go off and direct this one, yeah. and then he, it never happened? No, it didn't happen. Okay. Right. And he's doing uh, True Detective a couple of episodes. Yes. Right. First, right. That's episodes. The first two episodes, that's right. Um, so, yeah, he's been working on that. Uh, I don't know. Fast, uh, by the way, if you could have someone... You, obviously, you can't replace Paul Walker. He's irreplaceable, and, and uh, you know his, his passing is going to be a big blow for that franchise. Uh, but if you had to sort of have another protagonist alongside Vin Diesel or whatever, who would you like to see join the franchise in that sort of good guy role? Basically, the Fast and Furious movies are centered towards urban audiences. So mm-hmm. what white kid is cool to urban audiences right now? Is Because that's Paul, what Paul Walker represented. Interesting. You know, he was, like, for lack of a better word, he was the, the white kid for the urbans. Is what I heard. It's like, really, bro? All right, but... Because um, I could see Jake joining that. I actually, I actually was thinking that. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I could mentioned see him, him before, and I didn't want to... Seem like I was right. stuck on Jake Gyllenhaal because you and I both just interviewed him right, within right, the last right. couple of weeks. And, 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 and great picture. Uh, what the great picture? Yeah, that's, right. Yes, that's exactly. Great. And, and <laughs> I, um, I may, I may have seen a trailer for one of his upcoming movies that mm-hmm. looks awesome. The one where he's a lefty. It may be that one. Maybe that one. Yeah. Potentially, it looks because I asked him about that. He said it was. He's was very excited it about it. It looks really good when you and when you see the first look photos. Uh, I don't know when Wine Scene Company is going to put them online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty, he, pretty he, he, dude, he got out. he got ripped. Yeah, he's jacked out. Yeah. Really? Yes. So, so he, he lost weight for Nightcrawler. And he then, lost 30 pounds for Nightcrawler, and right. I think he put 50 back on for... Dude, yeah. I, I mean, always see him at Runyon topless, and the girls are behind him like... Ah. You know, it was funny. I, I saw American Sniper this week, as you mentioned, um, and Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. dude, he got big. Sierra he, Miller said that he put on 40 pounds of muscle. Yeah, like, and Jeff Wells is like, he's, Bradley looks fat. He's, he's pushing the Chris Pratt territory. I don't it's agree like, Wells on anything. Dude, he looked like a friggin' ice box. Like, he was just, like, built. He looked like Hugh Jackman or something. He was Bradley's ripped Brad- as Hugh Jackman, was no, he? Not, no, not in, like, the stomach, but, like, the shoulders were just, like... Yeah, he was like, a bulky guy. Yeah, he was big. Yeah, he, he went on an eating binge and... 
put on. It was, I'm pretty sure there was some body fat in there, not all muscle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I bought him as a Navy SEAL. I thought, you tell I thought yourself Bradley Cooper. You need to yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> absolutely. I thought Bradley Cooper did a good job in American Sniper. Um, I just, you know, I think I was let down by the script. I wanted more emotion. I know I'm you guys un- haven't seen it yet. Unfortunately, I have to wait for the old media. I'm not AFI fabulous. Yeah, no, I saw, I saw a few things at AFI. I saw Inherent Vice, which was kind of disappointing. Really? Yeah. I'm and not a big, think? I'm not a big PTA fan. I haven't seen wow. the movie yet. I read okay. the book, which okay. I, which I enjoyed. Okay. Um, it's, but the book is dense. Like people said, yeah. the movie, the movie is really dense. Didn't the book understand is really, it. Yeah, it was the, bo- very movie, the book is very dense. Good performances. Josh Brolin's fun. Martin Short is actually really. I love Martin fun. Short. Um, what else do I see at AFI? Uh, a most violent year with Oscar Isaac, our Star Wars uh, boy. He's he's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jessica Chastain's really good as well. I like that one. The Gambler with Marky Mark. Good. Uh, disappointing as well. Your yeah, boy from that. Boston. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, again, really good as a guy with sort of like a death wish who doesn't give a shit about anything. Uh-huh. Um, but less good as an English professor. Yeah. Marky Mark English professor? Yes. Mark Wahlberg, PhD. Yeah, he just, uh, you can't just slab a pair of glasses on like this and, uh, and go be a professor. Um, it worked for me. And then I saw Selma. Selma's excellent. Yeah. yeah, excellent. That yeah, that's going to be a big. That's contender. Yeah, big time. Oh boy, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it's like the Black Lincoln. Really, I can't but, wait for but, that. But honestly, better. It was better. Than Lincoln, really, I think. I think they're going to put that on the poster. The yeah. Black Lincoln. It's, it's the Black Lincoln. <laughs> God, <laughs> Jeff Snyder, the rap. <laughs> the Black. Oh my God, I, I would hang that up in my bedroom. Um, yeah. We got about ten, five to ten minutes left. Um... Five minutes left. We're getting the signal. Five. Let's talk about Quentin Tarantino. But we're for having a so much fun. Oh God, yes, Tarantino. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of man. start to wrap it up there. Um, Tarantino has come out this week and said, you know, he definitely expects to retire after his tenth film. Right. Uh, Inglorious Bastards is. I'm sorry. Uh, the Hateful Eight is going to be his ninth film, right? No, his eighth. It's eighth. Because Kill Bill, he's counting as one movie. Interesting. Because I counted him up when I saw this. Because I thought I thought he did nine. Kill Bill is parts one and two. He's counting as one film. I see. So there's one more after Hateful Eight. Two more. Two more. Two more. Hateful Hateful Eight. Two more. What now? We. Uh, I'm sure that there will be some original writing in there, but he's obviously a guy who has a ton of scripts in the drawer. I think that we know what some of those are. If you could, you know, see him pull one of those out, wh- which one would it be? Do you guess anything ne- that's not a western? Okay, now he's the <laughs> western bro. I think okay. he's. I think he's scratching that itch with this one. I, I hope so. Yeah. Enough with the westerns. Give me come back to modern day. Let's, mm-hmm. let's see like a contemporary movie, thriller, or crime film or something. But enough with the westerns. Before. I think his two best movies are his first two movies, and they're very oh, yeah. they're very much influenced by the world of Elmore Leonard. And I'm an Elmore yes. Leonard freak oh, myself. Yeah. And and ironically, the Elmore Leonard adapt- adaptation he did, Jackie Brown, based on Rum Punch. Mm-hmm. Is not a terribly good movie, I don't think. I think it tends to ramble. Dude, love, that is blasphemy up in this. Up, up, you come Jackie on my Brown. show and you start this in Jackie Brown? I <laughs> am. The, I love Pam Greer. I think oh, that Jackie man. Brown just kind of rambles. But uh, You're not coming back on. <laughs> Do I have to get in between you Well, two? in that case. <laughs> Jackie Brown is I awesome. I might as well torch but, this shit before I right, Exactly. Burn it down. Um, <laughs> well, if you, I mean, I agree with you that Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction are his, are his best and two I movies. And I think that that's where he traveled. I mean, look, all of his movies have been interesting in some fashion except for uh, Death Proof. Okay. Which, yeah. I was, which I found just tedious. Okay. But um, I think that... that if he return, I would love to see him return to that world. Well, uh, specifically that world. Like, would you leave well enough alone, or would you go do the Vega Brothers movie? Oh, I think God. that ship has sailed. Okay. I yeah. mean, unless you I don't think anybody wants to see Travolta and Michael Madsen, or even if you cast them as younger guys, I don't. I just don't. I you don't mean, think that would be cool? It would be all right. I mean, it would be cool, Brothers but begin. I would rather see him Re- explore new territory <laughs> in that begin. world. The Vega <laughs> Brothers begin. begin. <laughs> Who would you wait? Who would you cast as a young Mister Blonde and a young Vincent Vega? Jared Leto in the Travolta role, okay, because of the blue eyes. I guess we need somebody with blue eyes who's hot at the moment. And then who would be a dope Michael? Jared Madison? Leto as as Vincent Vega. Wow. What about Tom okay. Hardy as Mister Blonde? I would see Tom. I could see Tom Hardy as yeah. a young Michael Madsen. Yeah, I'm not with you on the Leto thing. Okay. Leto, Leto, uh-huh. Leto. Who cares? <laughs> Who would you guys pick as the Travolta role? Oh man, that would be a tough one. Um, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt oh. as Vincent Vega. Meh, pass. Yeah, I don't see that either. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> we need somebody more masculine. Um, yeah. I don't know, but uh, 
Tarantino retiring. Don't I, I just, yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, he said things to that reporter before that he haven't is, come he's through. He's been actually for the last few years now. He's been saying that ten movies seems like a number for him. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if he's talking himself into yeah, it. Yeah, until you know. Harvey waves a you know blank check and he's like, "You want to just make a movie?" And you know, it's it's hard to turn down. I just I don't know if I see Tarantino fading into the sunset and writing novels and no way, you know, as he's I. indicated. Um, but Channing Tatum, Demian Bashir joining that cast. I, I, well, I really like irony that. I'm is if, if he retires to write books, his books are going to be released digitally, not like you know, not in print. So right, and right, he's right. A guy who hates digital everything. Mm-hmm. He's a very analog guy. A very analog guy. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, a good point. I like as that. Tarantino's yeah, one of my favorite filmmakers, let's hope that he uh, stays sticks around a little bit longer than than a ten film uh, filmography. Neil, what uh, what what do you want to leave us with? Any recommendations? Anything that you want to get off your chest? Wow, that's a big statement, big question without any preparation. Whatsoever. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. Um, rant away if you want. This is the space. <laughs> I don't know that I have anything to rant about. Okay. I mean, uh, I love the you know going over the things we talked about today. I, I still love the Michelle McLaren thing. That's the thing that I'm most excited about at this particular moment. The movie's coming out. I think. Um, I'm curious about... We talked about Ben-Hur. I'm very curious about Exodus. Okay. That they're saying is an over three-hour movie. You have not seen, like, the 30 minutes of footage, have you? Have you? I've seen Kelvin bits has. and pieces. Kelvin has, yeah. I've seen bits and pieces. I don't, I don't like doing that. Um, the premieres in, like, I, I avoid it. I try to avoid it. Yeah, I did it for I'm 300, and I came out of that presentation. I was like, 300 is going to be awesome. Yeah, I did the same thing. Oh, no. It was yeah, awful. I did the oh, same stop. thing. stop. 300 is it. not a good movie. No. You won't um, find one meathead to agree with you. That's the movie well, this is the, goes back to my whole Zack Snyder thing. Is uh, you know, but, but um, okay. I, I have think, to respectfully disagree. He's a visually come on. It's, yeah, the but imagery more, composes but it, gorgeous. But it, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay. but I mean, so is Interstellar. Interstellar is gorgeous, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's a good movie. I mean, I True. think that you have just because a director is is making something look great, right, doesn't mean that he's telling a story. Oh, res- absolutely agree. But 300 is you know, kind of, no, is is ridiculous. <laughs> Either way. You want me to rant? Okay, let's rant about 300. Okay. Your, your, your time is up. We have to get the show <laughs> on the road. Anything you want to leave us with? Uh, back to the big game hunt and see how we could disrupt the uh, Hollywood news Other system. than Amanda Waller, is there is there anything that you're tracking that's, oh, that's really hot? I'm tracking something bigger. You know? Okay. So I can't, I, if, I, if I need help, you know who I'm going to call. I'd love to see Kerry Washington uh, get Amanda Waller, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, and she's hot right now. Yeah, on the exactly. Show. I Not really think Carrie Washington is is, is oh. would be really interesting Ooh, as Amanda Waller. Fan casting. We'll leave it at that, um, guys. Riley should be back next week. I'm going to be out the next two weeks. Uh, I'm going back to Boston for Thanksgiving. Uh, but uh, Neil, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Miami, always a pleasure, on. guys. Meet the movie press. Uh, rate it, comment it, like it, all that good stuff. Have Tweet a good it. weekend. Popcorn Talk Network. Until the next episode. Yeah, you got it. Hopefully I'll be back someday. <laughs>